From three guys who never had a shot, it's the Walk on Water Boys podcast with your hosts, Addison, Austin, and Clint. On this episode, have the Braves make a run to win the NL East? Are they going to end up being a wild card? What are you thinking? I love Carolina, but I'm a realist. I'm, I'm not happy at all. I'm about to upset probably a lot of people. another week of the walk on water boys podcast i'm addison as always with clint and austin and the newly microphoned intern uh, we've got another exciting week of conversation we just got done with college football week one the first the actual week one not week zero there you go the actual, there you go. Week, the one. actual there you go. week one he's learning um, austin he's learning. I'm, I'm getting there i'm getting there so we got a bunch of stuff <laughs> hey, to go through that's the newly microphoned and newly microchipped intern who just in case he gets away, we can chase him down. Uh, so, gentlemen, uh, heavy, heavy week of football. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, how were? Uh, how was your weekend? Any major bets? I know Austin's Woo! big on it. What happened? We're up 35 units in week one, boys. It was a good week. So the kids may get to go to Disney World in 2022. I told them. I said, boys, keep your fingers crossed. We're up 35 units week one, about week six, week seven. I'll book the tickets. So so they have like the Mickey Mouse ears just waiting to put on. And if you start winning your games, they put them on, start dancing around. And if you start losing, they, right. just, losing. They, they have just, to take them off. And, yeah, they just they sadly, start off and just sadly. sadly walk away. Yeah. You start losing, I start breaking them. I said, you'll <laughs> never Snap. see that. The you're not going. Again. Snap, you're not going. <laughs> Sorry, uh, boy. He doesn't. He, he doesn't cancel the whole trip. It's just one yeah. child at a time. <laughs> so right now, just Austin is going. Right now, <laughs> after this last weekend. All right. <laughs> Dude, prices are expensive down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so we had some some betting, couple couple wins on Austin's end. Clint, anything exciting uh, outside of what we're going to talk about uh, once we get into the podcast? No, not really. Not really. Had uh, obviously great weekend of college football. Uh, week one did not disappoint starting Thursday night all the way through uh, last night's game. We'll get into that, but all the way through Sunday night, really uh, a lot of entertaining games. Absolutely. So we're going to get into college football in just a little bit. First of all, I want to talk about the Atlanta Braves. Uh, we're getting towards the uh, the not the end, but towards the end of of baseball season, professional baseball season. Uh, you one know, what month, buddy. One month. Yeah, we're in the final month. Yeah, yeah. One month like from today. Today is 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 Tuesday, September the sixth. One month from today, end of the regular season. So, uh, Braves are eighty four to fifty one. Still one game back from the Mets. What are we thinking going into? This final month, uh, are we going to have the Braves make a run to win the NL East? Are they going to end up being a wild card? What are you thinking? Well, I think they 
unless they completely fall apart, they're going to be yeah. in the playoffs. I mean, they've got what, oh, like yeah, eight, nine game lead on, you know, at the top wild card spot. So, I mean, they, they've got room to drop. Um, but so unless they completely fall apart, they're in the playoffs. Uh, the Mets, we're still waiting on them to met. Still they haven't, the yeah, they, they haven't, they haven't done the, yet. they haven't so, met it yet. They're still hanging in there, which I'm, uh, I'm I, surprised. You're, usually this part of the season is when we start seeing that downturn. I, I know they're, you know, they're starting to see Ozzy, you know, do some, do some training, do a little bit of, you know, I don't know exactly if they've set a, a, a concrete timeline of when they expect him back, but it would be nice to get his his bat at least back in the lineup. Uh, I, don't, I don't see them, you know, forcing him into uh, back out in the field immediately, but getting that bat back in the lineup will help. But I expect them. And I think it's going to come really, I think it's going to come down to the wire uh, with the Mets, but obviously I can't go as a Clemson fan and a Braves fan. I can't go without uh, bringing up Spencer Strider, uh, 16 Ooh. strikeout performance the other night simply amazing 16 strikeouts i watched the highlight video of the 16 strikeouts and the highlight video was like 15 minutes long just to go through all the strikeouts so i mean it was very very impressive and he's he's right there in that national league rookie of the year race yeah that's right uh franchise record five shy of the mlb record that's tom cheney back in 1962 playing for the washington senators he pitched. Uh, he had 21 strikeouts against the Baltimore Orioles back in '62. You think that's going to be your Braves Rookie of the Year? Braves Rookie of the Year? I mean, obviously you've got to bring Michael Harris into this. Game. That's that's my Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I mean it's between those two. Um, I mean he's and been... really they've brought so much because the Braves needed rotation help, and they found Strider. Yeah, the Braves I... needed outfield help. <laughs> <laughs> they found Harris. They found Michael Harris. So they have both been key Absolutely players in what they've been able to do this season. Amazing. Michael Harris, 309 since they brought him up back in late May. He is just phenomenal. And he's been he's been stellar in the field as well. But I, I think you talk about the Braves, you got to talk about this pitching rotation. What a solid lineup. I don't yeah. think I've ever felt since – Smoltzy and Glavin and Maddox. I don't think I've ever felt so excited about a Braves pitching, starting pitching rotation, even into the bullpen than right now. You got Kyle Wright, who's going to hopefully, you know, all, all signs point to him being the first uh, MLB pitcher this season to get 20 wins. Yeah. I mean, he's leading the league right now. It's, it's just insane to have this pitching rotation going into the postseason. I think this team's better than they were last year. You get Ozzy off the DL, uh, O'Day coming off the uh, DL, and then Duvall, he gets back in and can hit once in a while. I, I'm yeah. excited for the postseason. I mean, it, he can hit 30 points higher than Eddie Rosario, who's <laughs> at like 180, and Duvall can at least get yeah. you up to 210, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> so uh, they definitely need uh, to I'm excited to go to the postseason. Back. And then you got the last – you got the last uh, last series of the, the season would be the Mets coming down to Atlanta. So that's going to be a heck of a way to end the season. Well, there you have it. It's going to be a exciting final month of baseball. Um, Clint, I know you're excited about getting through this final month, seeing how things shape out and then getting into playoffs. So um, we're going to, we're going to follow it closely, but uh, we're going to move on now. We're going to go to college football. Uh, the big news out of college football, other than it being season number one. Playoffs. Speaking of playoffs, 
the big news, other than it being week one, of that's called a transition. Football, yeah. There yes. You go. <laughs> is uh, we're going to have uh, an expanded playoff system. So we talked about it two weeks ago when we did our college football playoff preview. Uh, we gave our uh, different projections of what we wanted to see. Uh, I said 16. Uh, Clint, I'm not sure what you had said. Was it eight? 12. I said 12. Yeah, I'm pretty confident you didn't say 12. <laughs> no, uh, you didn't. He said eight. Austin hit it on the head. He said 12. Clint was confused. Clint said, I've never heard anybody say 12 before, even though it's been a major part of the conversation since they started talking about the playoffs. I don't know where Clint's been. But anyway, um, Austin picked a 12-team playoff. It's going to start officially in 2026. Uh, They came out and said, hey, we want to make it happen as quick as possible, apparently, what four years is as fast as they can do it. Well, that, um, that's when the contract ends with the current format. They're going to push, they're pushing for 2024. Uh, but the current system is contractually in place through, uh, I guess, through 2025. So that'd be 2026 for them to start there. But I expect them, I, I, I don't see any reason this doesn't get sped up into to the 2024 season. I'd love to say it. I'm out all the logistics and contracts and all that stuff. I don't see them pushing it off until 2026 when they can do it in 2024. So, uh, I mean, I think it's going to be exciting. I think all the, all the reasons that we said it would be a benefit for college football, uh, have been brought up. Everybody had a chance to look at it and, uh, the committee making that official decision has, you know, decided that they, they agree with what we said. I'm sure they listened to the college, uh, preview that we did, and that was the the kicker to make them officially exactly make the was. decision. I assume. Exactly. Um, well, you say this has been around forever; it hasn't. I came up with this format. I called uh, <laughs> into the uh, the meeting last week, and we hashed it out. And here we are. All right, so that's going to wrap up the conversation about the playoffs in the future. Let's talk about college football right now. So we just finished week number one, uh, not week zero, Clint, week number one. Uh, so a I lot of exciting games, <laughs> a lot of exciting games. Uh, my uh, my pick for uh, most exciting game, my favorite game of the, of the day was uh, definitely uh, Clint's uh, Utah team losing to the Gators in the swamp. So we talked about it. Uh, last week, uh, a lot um, saying that this was a possibility of it happening. I had Florida pick to win that game. Um, I think that's a huge pickup win for them. Hurts Utah's chances of having any kind of idea of uh, even, you know, having a sniff at heading to the playoffs this season. Um, what do you think about what do you what do you think about uh, that game? And then what are some games that you guys specifically uh, enjoyed or thought were uh, super interesting? Had a lot of fun stuff that happened this week. Well, well, since 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 Addison's calling out my Utes here with my college football playoff, yeah, I'll take uh, in in the wise words of Lee Corso, not so fast. I mean, <laughs> it's not like they got embarrassed in the swamp. That was a very good competitive game. That is, it's been a while since I've seen a Florida team that well coached in a game I mean, you, could t- you could tell billy the napier, difference. buddy yeah you could tell you could already see the difference billy napier is making in that Absolutely. program in game one utah went in there and i mean it was a physical game most entertaining game in my opinion two very quality opponents two very quality teams going against one another 
I think if Utah runs the table and wins the Pac-12, I think Florida may be a little bit better than what we were anticipating this year. I, I, I don't see – I mean, props to Utah for scheduling that game, and they went down there, and it was a hard-fought game to the very end. And so it was I, it was a good I, game. I, I, don't I mean, think, I, was, I don't think I enjoyed you take it. anything away. Utah goes and wins out and wins the Pac-12. They're right there in that conversation at the end of the year to possibly make the college football playoff. Yeah, but they're not going to win the Pac-12, so it's not going to be a conversation. We already talked about this club. <laughs> Inject from the intern here. Oh, there he is. Uh, Utah should have won that game. Yeah, Utah should you should have should have won. Let's be real. Yeah, Utah should have won the game. There, there were shades of. Uh, the Seahawks, hey, fellas. Pats, I, um, Super Bowl. Hey, fellas, Austin should have been an astronaut, but <laughs> things don't always work I mean, out. Like run, run the ball. Run the I, ball. I agree with him. And he forced, he forced it to his number one target the entire game right there. So you know, you know Florida was anticipating them going to that tight end right there. And, I mean, they were ready. I mean, but – Honestly, I'm impressed with Florida. I, I like the Gators. I always have. And I really like Billy Napier. I thought that was a great hire for them. And they exceeded my expectation in that game. I think they are better than, than what we were anticipating, especially this fast. This definitely, thing. definitely better than what I we agree. said. I take back. Yeah, they did I great. Take, I take back my Carolina beats Florida pick. Uh <laughs> Billy Napier, hands down. I think yeah, I love the I love the Venables hire in Oklahoma, but I think that's hands down the best hiring of the all season. Yeah, AR fifteen, formerly known as AR fifteen. Uh, I think he's a real deal. I don't think he had the best game, but he made plays when it mattered. Uh, bright future for that kid. Scary future for us SEC teams. Uh, that that was a terrific game. Um, I liked. Uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame, I think that's what most of us thought was going to happen. Notre Dame played played a decent ball game, kept it close. My big surprise was Georgia. Yes. Stetson Bennett answered every question Warren, I had in so the inside. I, I was going to bring this up because the two of y'all, I'm talking about talking some trash about my man Stetson Bennett. Both if you look you. at it, look at Both his previous. No, 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 no! Don't tell me hey, to look at anything. Abolish, abolish the Pac-12. Abolish the Pac-12, please. <laughs> well, the, the it's not a real conference. The uh, that was my uh, crazy. Utah. Well, well, that was my it. that was my fantasy football let's, name let's, a couple years ago. Defund the Pac-12. Well, let's put it this way. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be honest. That was a big ask. For Oregon to go all the way into Georgia's backyard between the hedges, first, first year head coach. I warned y'all about Bo Nix. I don't know what people were expecting Bo Nix to do. I mean, I saw something. He traveled 4,000 <laughs> yards just to throw more picks to Georgia. Yeah. I mean, he he went to a team with less talent. What did you think he was all of a sudden going to get better? No, he's going to get worse. So, I mean, it's first year, a young first year head coach a coach that Kirby Smart knows very well. And it was just, to me, it was, Oregon was not as talented. It was a tough ask for no. them to go on the road and play in that environment. And it was, it was a team that was not prepared. They, I mean, they did not look prepared at all. Well, I mean, that was my lock coming into this week. I think that, you know, I didn't have any doubt that Georgia would win the game. I don't know if I thought they were going to win it, you know, quite as convincingly as they did. 
Um, but I mean, you know, 49 to three is, that's, that's pretty rough, man. Yeah. So my first question is on Brian Kelly and it's a joke. I'd like to hear Austin answer this first. He's overrated. <laughs> is it an overreaction? First, first game, new school. He's been getting trashed everywhere for this loss. Do y'all feel that it's an overreaction? Okay, so the fan in me says no, fire him. <laughs> the LSU fan is, in you? <laughs> the noted, the noted, the bitter Notre Dame fan. Uh, level-headed, no. It's, of course, it's an overreaction. It's the first game of the season. LSU was garbage last year, the year before. It's an overreaction. Uh, he's got a long way to go. They made a couple good plays, but no, I I think overreaction. But people have been ripping him since he got down to Louisiana and formed a Southern accent all of a sudden. You know, it just show, goes to show you how fake this guy is. Uh, fire him. Week one, day one, whatever. Fire him. That's, you know. <laughs> I'm like, one, Trent, poor boy, please. Yeah, yes, yes, I agree with, with I think, Austin. I, I don't know. I really did. Did you say overreaction? Yeah, I agree with. I mean, he said, like, he like said him both. or not, like him or not, he, he's a good coach. He's a, I mean, he may not be an elite coach. He's a good coach. And like Austin said, LSU has been undisciplined and just garbage the last two years under Edge Aldron. So I think it's going to take him more time to straighten things out at LSU than what I think to be a top-level coach in Billy Napier will do at Florida. Hey, first off, watch out. Talk about Coach O. Right. You know, I was I was getting ready to say uh, he just might show up behind you, and just we're just gonna hey, we're just gonna tough. yell. Hey, let's call it like this. Ed Odron is now in the same whatever as as a Larry Coker at Miami or a Gene Chiswick at Auburn. These bad coaches that won national championships because they were just they had so much talent. They could not screw it up. Clint, Coach O will pull your head off, put you in a gumbo. <laughs> did you? I'll did tell you, you right now. Did you guys see? Uh, did y'all see the um, interview Ed Orgeron did this past weekend, where he was talking about the buyout? At oh, LSU? the buyout! Yeah. <laughs> he goes, the uh, the AD over at LSU brought him in as a coach. He said uh, things are bad, you know, <laughs> and he was like, you know, everybody knows that. And uh, he said, well, you got $17.1 million left on your contract. We're going to go ahead and buy it out. And Coach O said, he's like, uh, tell me what time you want me to leave and which door you want me out of, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so wrapping up week one of college football, we want to talk about our in-state schools. Uh, we uh, are going to talk about Clemson, South Carolina. And you know what, Clint? We're going to talk about Coastal as well. I know you don't care to, but we're going to. No, uh, hey, hey, I'm a patriot. I went. You know with what? Army. We're yeah. gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that first, uh, and then we talk about Clemson and South okay. Carolina. Coastal Carolina University uh, inviting the Army Golden Knights to come down to the surf turf in Myrtle Beach, picking up the win. Um, good game. I think uh, Coastal's looking good this year. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you care? Do you have anything? Well, I, to say? I, th I think they're the Black Knights. I thought they were the Golden Knights. I think they're, they're, the, they're the Black Knights. Yeah, I are think they? they're the they're, Black Knights. They're black. Yeah, they're the Black. They're Knights. knights. Yeah, they're Black they're Knights with gold knights. inlay. 
Um, Coastal looks all right. They don't look anything special. They're not as good as they were last year. Uh, I'd like to see improvement, but hey, we want to see improvement out of everybody after week one. Uh, they really solidified the win in the third quarter. I think they recovered a fumble and then went on to score. And I go up like I think by ten in the third quarter. Yeah, I think it was close. It was three points. Yeah. and then, and then I, that I really shut them down. Yeah. yeah, that really shut down Army. Uh, a good solid win. I mean, Army's no no cakewalk as everybody knows. Over the past what five or six years, yeah. they've yeah. really excelled Ever since the Munkin Munkin got there. So. Yeah. Well, Munkin and heard. what what my um, biggest takeaway. <laughs> My biggest takeaway from from the game was that let him have his moment, Austin. <laughs> let my biggest takeaway from Coastal. Grayson McCall, I think, McCall! Continues, to be, <laughs> continues to be one of the better quarterbacks I oh, believe yeah. in college football. Honestly, I really do. Yeah, uh, twelve that one hundred and seventy four yards, huh? Three touchdowns, twelve for seventeen. Uh, an additional twenty something yards rushing. He may be one of the best quarterbacks that nobody's talking about. That there you go. That, that that's, may I'm fine be what. With that that may be what. I'm fine with that. Now. I'm fine with that. Yeah. All right. Well, he's consistent. I'll give him that. Good win by Coastal. Now they go into next week. Gardner Webb. Uh, I think they got two or three weeks where they gather themselves, compose themselves for a tougher schedule later on down the down the line when yeah, they three play weeks, Georgia, Georgia State. State. And we can really get a feel for it. Um, you know, they don't play Carolina this year, but they play Georgia State. Let's see how they fare there. And we have a little <laughs> bit of a comparison against Carolina. Um, that'll be fun to see. But, but yeah, good win by Coastal. Take a few weeks off. Clips is doing the same thing. Not a big deal. Hey, is, uh, is Old Dominion one to look out for? Old Dominion is <laughs> one that to they, look out for. Yeah, I think so. Coastal does not I, have a bad I think Virginia Tech year. is just bad. So I mean, they're they're bad, but I don't I don't know. App, App State, Old Dominion, uh, and James Madison, or or three, three. Virginia three Tech. I tell you what, Virginia Tech needs to do, guys, and then we can move on. They need to they need to back the truck up in Columbia. Tell Shane Beamer to open up the back door, and just inside is just a blank check, and just tell Shane Beamer said. You name your price. I don't know where the hell you're going. Shane Beamer's home, okay? Shane Beamer is home. Uh, That's what they need to do, honestly. I mean, Virginia Tech is so far. They might need to call Shane and be like, hey, man, get Frank on the line. We got to have something here. Yeah, something. I I don't know, but uh, they they are – oof, they are rough. They they are – after week one, I'll I'll tell you this. They're, They're the worst team in the ACC. They're what? They're three coaches removed from Beamer. Uh, yeah, probably. I think three. so. Yeah, probably. That's and they've right. just, whoo! I mean, it's just yeah. been a steady decline for old yeah. Hokies. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's jump over to some real football. Um, you know, jump into. I was just kidding, Addison. It was a joke. Relax, <laughs> dude. Relax. Hey, we so had, you've got so you've got a common component in uh, in Georgia State. So let's go ahead and talk about the South Carolina. Look at this guy. Look at this Look guy. At He's learning the transition. There we go. Transition. Hope, hope for him yet. All right. Let's talk about it. Hey, man, it wasn't pretty. If you would have told me the final score of the Carolina game a week ago, I would have said, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> we, I think we all picked them to cover the spread against Georgia State. It ended up 35 to 14, but it was not pretty. I'm ne- I've never, and you guys know me, I've never been one of those people who are like, Oh, you win, but you got to win. You got to look good winning, right? You got to do this to that. I've never been that way. A win is a win. 
uh, but this was not pretty in any fashion <laughs> other than your special teams, right? Uh, Walk on Waterboy sticker goes over to 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 Pete Limbo and the boys, the special teams. Uh, hell of a job. Two block punts, fake field goal, uh, where the punter just absolutely demolished a defender from Georgia State. Uh, we need to line him up and run it back. Uh, but it, it was it was ugly. The offensive line, we've talked about it all all offseason. Everybody's talked about it all offseason. Talked about it all last year. Laid the challenge out. Offensive line, you're here. you got to get better. you got to do better. Uh, and they absolutely did not. I love Carolina, but I'm a realist. I'm, I'm not happy at all. But there are a lot of positives. Spencer Rattler played pretty decent. Two picks. One of them was not his fault. Uh, he threw the ball well while he scrambled, so that was a good positive. I want to, <laughs> I want to, I want to jump in real quick on this and let you. Well, hurry up because I got a bunch of stuff to talk about. So yeah, Spencer Rattler. So you know, say played well. He did. He did play well off the scramble, which I think is going to be very important for him. <laughs> but so he had two picks. One of them wasn't his fault. It doesn't matter. That's a stat that goes on his stat sheet. It does matter. What does matter? It does matter. Absolutely not. Totally was not him. Unless you're Steve Smith on ESPN who never watches the games, and you just look at the stats. What an idiotic statement. What an idiotic statement. I think he's trying out to become a national media pundit. Spencer Radler looked good. He looked confident at times he threw the ball well especially on the run when he had to get out of the pocket it uh, only matters in the context of the Heisman you've got the intern fired up Addison you better calm down <laughs> he's never I mean that's for him. any quarterback look, it's look just guys it's rolling all right so it, I... he, it, hold on let me finish Spencer Rattler looked he looked decent at the start I would love to see him throw the ball deeper, take more chances. I think you got to see that against Arkansas. Uh, but that goes back to Marcus Satterfield and the play calling. And at times, the play calling was kind of all over the place. It didn't really follow a pattern. It didn't really make sense. Uh, I liked Marshawn Lloyd running the ball. He looked confident in his knee. He was hurdling people once or twice. It looked like the Marshawn Lloyd of old. We saw highlight films from. Um, so that's awesome to see. Pete Limbo did great special teams. We did have a missed field, uh, uh, a missed field goal, but uh, great to see confidence in Mitch Jeter, first time kicker coming out making a, a 50 yarder and a 53 yarder. I thought offense line played horrible. We got to address that, obviously. Defense line was not that great. I think the defense of uh, the linebackers played well. Uh, Jordan Birch had a decent game, which is something we talked about in the preseason. In our preview, I think he ended up with five tackles, uh, which is not insane, not crazy. But, you know, it, it wasn't a great game by any means. It wasn't a good game by any means. I'm okay with the defense. Offense has to improve significantly. You've got to give a potential Heisman candidate time to throw the ball. And I'd like to even see him scramble and run because well, he's, he's got really. the, I mean, he's not really. He's, he's I mean, got he's, enough. He's, he's an athletic enough. quarterback. He's, but he's an not athletic looking, quarterback. He's not I'm not trying to, to get him to get you know 30 yard clips or, or run the ball yeah. 10 times a game, but I like to see him end up with with positive instead of negative yards. You know, and if you're just taking sacks, I get it, but we got to scramble around and get moving. Yeah, well, a little I, bit. I, I I didn't watch any of the game. I watched the Utah Florida game. I don't think so, Addison did either. So I'm not I'm not going to comment on it. I did hear from some game other Gamecock fans their same frustrations right there with you, Austin. Uh, 
maybe if you don't have a good offensive line, the last thing you want to do is call design run plays for your quarterback because he's already going to be getting hit enough. Um, but I mean, I, I like I said, I, I'll Arkansas is a tall task for them next week on the road, it's, especially from what I'm I'm hearing uh, coming from the performance against Georgia State. Yeah, uh, I, I, it it's, is absolutely. it's a tall task for them next weekend or this coming weekend. It is. I, I, I'm anxious to see how, how they improve. I mean, you know, it. one of the old sayings, right, is week one to week two is always the greatest amount of improvement for a football team. Um, so let's see it, right? Offensive line, the gauntlet set. The gauntlet set, right? You either come out and do better or we're going to be praying that yeah. that this beaver ball is, is the exception to the rule somehow, you know? You're not going to pop block two punts. And and convert a, a fake field goal every game. That's insane. That's insane. You're not going to co- score twice on special teams every game. It's insane. So we got a long way to go. I'm happy with the win. We got a long way to go. Uh, Spencer Rattler, watching this game in person, he shows flashes of why he's so highly touted and has been. Um, one thing I think that's overlooking him is his field awareness. Um, yeah, when you have a blind side in coming, he feels the presence of that in and steps forward in the pocket when you think for sure, you know, he's about to be sacked. He's just got that field awareness. He well, also is a little too, uh, you know, he's got a, uh, heck of an arm like a once in a generation arm i think but he rely he he thinks it's better than than what it is it'll force him to to throw balls into double coverage or triple coverage sometimes like he did on that second pick when he could have just dumped that down and got the first down or ran it for a first down yeah i think juju was i think i think it was juju was wide open as a check down and that when he forced into coverage but you know, you kind of, I kind of like that the quarterback to a certain extent. Obviously, not when you throw picks, but that kind of Brett Favre mentality of, hey, I know I'm going to make that ball fit. All right. I'm going to sling it. I'm going to put it there. I like that once in a while. Uh, let's hope we don't get too many picks off of that. Clint, you're yeah. laughing. You're laughing, Clint. I like me a gunslinger. I got, I like me a Brett Favre. Let's get Spencer Rattler with some well, let's, dip in his let's, mouth and some Levi's. Before you compare Spencer Rattler I'm not comparing him, to, to, Brett him to Brett Favre, obviously. I'm saying There's a reason I why like Brett Favre that. could do what he did because he had a a true, you know. I like the mentality of my quarterback. Was, I like the mentality of my quarterback that says, hey, I'm going to fit it there. Once, hey, once in a generation, arm seems like a little bit of a stretch to me. I, I, I wouldn't. I don't think so. His which generation from talent. His, his arm talent is phenomenal. Now, his decision making when he's because of that arm talent is questionable. I think his. I mean, he look at that pass to Jalen Brooks on the run, off of his weak side leg, you know, that was like a 45-yard dime. That's all arm strength. And he can fire the ball, but he thinks he can do it a little better than he can sometimes. And that, that'll that lead you over to uh, Clemson's quarterback, who I don't think he'd do it even half the time. 
What about you, Clint? What do you think about Clemson's quarterback? All right, so hot take: DJU does not play for Clemson next season. Well, I mean, there's a good chance he that will not. He graduates in December, but so I'm about to. Okay, you upset, know what I mean, dude. I'm about to upset probably a lot of people. Hey, but Clint. There's this. <laughs> Before on? you get into this, my question, my sec, my second question is. When is DJ out? Like, okay, all right. So that I saw, I saw y'all's backup, and he's gonna be great. Okay, so he here he may be the second in a generation arm talent. So here's here's. (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, I want to say this, and and I was talking to my brother about this earlier today, that bear, that yeah, that after a game like this, week one, I brought it up earlier with overreactions. And this, this can separate people from people that actually watch the games, people that know football, and that people don't have a clue what they're talking about, and all they want to do is go to the number two guy just because he's highly touted, whatever. Now, saying that... I believe that's pronounced highly touted. So, so say, saying that, did DJ look great? No. No, he did look great. But if you watched the games last year, he showed tremendous improvement from where he was last year. Absolutely. He has, he's lighter on his feet. The biggest complaint with him that I had was his footwork, and he was so heavy that everything was slow. His entire quarterback mechanics, everything was slow. He's lighter on his feet. Did he make some slow decisions that got him in trouble? Yes. But DJ is a true pocket passer. Does he fit Clemson's scheme? I'm unsure. I'm unsure if he fits Clemson's scheme. But he needs a running game, a true running game, means the running backs are carrying the load, and an offensive line that can give him time in the pocket, and wide receivers that can create separation. Out of those three things I just named, how many of those did he have in that game last night? Zero. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Zero. He had zero. How many did how many did uh Cade have? He was playing against backups against Georgia Tech. Listen, he had one drive, he looked good. And I'm not saying I'm gonna get to into this second part, but I want to say this. He had one drive against Georgia Tech's backup. So if that's the case, if that's what you want to go with, look how great Cade. No, let's go I ahead don't. And, See. Let's go ahead and start the <clears throat> entire second string offense and put Drew Sweeney out there as a starting wide receiver because he looked great too. He was going against Hand backup. Down. He was going against backup defenders who, with the game, was already in hand. Did he look good? Yes. Did he look fast? Does he look even faster because DJ is a pocket passer? Yes. But now I want to get into my second part of this. Ooh. I'm sorry. We don't have time for two parts, it's so we're going to have to wrap second, that. Second, second part of this is I don't know if DJ is going to be the quarterback, but if you were be the quarterback at the end of the season. But I will say this. If you remember in the college football preview show, I pointed out one specific game where this is all going to be decided. Wake Forest. The quarterback for Clemson will be decided against Wake Forest. You've got two cupcakes to get DJ in the starting offense momentum, and then you're going on the road to Wake Forest, who now has their starting quarterback back in Sam Hartman. So they are going to put up points, how much, because this defense, let's be honest, 
is as good as advertised. There's no sense in even talking about them. But it'll be determined there. If DJ, if the offense still looks sluggish like it needs an extra gear and Cade Klubnick is ready, Dabo Sweeney has shown in the past he's going to pull that trigger. He's not afraid to make a change at quarterback. That change will be made. My issue is DJ looked better. Did he look great? No. But he had he had no run game. The right tackle was maybe the worst offensive line before off single offensive lineman Ooh. performance I've seen at Clemson in 10 plus years. Tell us how you really feel. Probably since Philip Price was on one leg trying to block Jadavian Clowney in Death Valley. That's probably the worst performance I've seen out of an offensive lineman. But I, I don't I, I'm not buying into this. Oh, DJ's done. K's the guy. I need to see more out of Cade, and I need to see more out of DJ before I make a decision on whether they need to make that move or not. I agree with with you there. One thing, Addison, then you can jump in. Uh, I'll let you jump in here in a second. I agree with you, Clint. Though I don't feel DJU is the guy just from watching him last year, and I know he didn't have anything around him. I just don't see him having it. I see him going to Utah next year or maybe a Houston and performing there. I, I just don't see him at Clemson. Uh, he definitely fits Utah's style more. And I tell I, you, I in offense that he fits. You know an offense that he fits? Tell me one. Georgia. Georgia. Best offensive line in the country. Leans heavy on their run game and is a heavy play action, more of a pro-style offense. And that's what he fits. He fits a pro-style offense. He is a pocket passer playing in a system that – if everything else around you isn't right, the quarterback needs to create, and he's not that type of player. He's an in the pocket and relies on everybody around him. I do look forward to that Wake Forest matchup, taking on Sam Hartman, the pride of Oceanside Collegiate Academy. Yeah. I don't think that game will be close because we've pointed out that their offense doesn't work against Clemson's defense, and this defense is possibly the best in the nation. Just but, trying to give a shout out to the pride of Oceanside <laughs> Collegiate Academy. But uh, but I think the quarterback, Sam Harvey, the quarterback. If DJ doesn't show momentum and the offense continues to look stagnant going into that game, that's where you can see the trigger pulled and they go to Kate. Yeah. Hit us, Addison. What is all it, right? Buddy? Well, that's enough of all that. Um, I try to talk about Coastal for two seconds and I get screamed down. You guys going for forty five minutes about Clemson, killing me. Give the people what they Maybe want. Maybe with 45 minutes. Of the Come game on. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> had, uh, had a lot on my mind. <laughs> question yeah, for you, Clint. Okay, oh, we got another question. Is Florida State a team to look out for on Clemson's schedule now? No. I, I need no, to see more. No. I need no. to see more. Was it impressive they actually won the game? Yes, but somebody had to win that game. I mean, somebody had to walk away from that. That was an incredible, exciting finish. But if you watched the game. Horrible game. That it was not a clean game, not a clean game at all. Poorly coached game on both sides. I mean, it just yeah. FSU's on the uptick two, three years, four or five years. It was like a that. big win for Mike. Yeah, Norvell I'm just trying Tom. to find anything on Clemson's schedule to uh, <laughs> give them a challenge. I'm just not, you know. Well, South Bend, that'll be a challenge, and then that'll be it. And then Miami is the qu- the mystery team out there because of. That's we don't know how good losing. Mario Cristobal can get them. But right now, with them having to lean so heavy on their defense and special teams who also got two block punts. Uh, the, Didn't uh, score. Yeah, they, they – uh, uh, who knows? I mean, you have, I mean, 
until the offense really starts moving, you're leaning so heavily on that defense. All right, all right, all right. That's enough. That's enough. Let's move on. Uh, so, all right, that wraps up our week one conversation. Now, let's uh, let's go back uh, or let's go into our college football draft. Uh, so, the intern, uh, do you have uh, our draft picks from last week or two weeks ago? so that we can get into this. And I don't know, Clint, what your order is that we're going in for this so th- week. So this week, the draft order will be myself, Austin, and then Addison going last. All right. The Actually, inter- no, I said that wrong. I said that wrong. Addison's first, then me, then then Austin. The intern, are you prepared? Uh, no, I'm not. All right, so okay, the, very good. Clint, so, so the team, lead us so, off. So the teams that we have – uh, Addison currently has Alabama, Oklahoma, Miami. I have Clemson, Utah, Texas A&M. Austin has Ohio State, Georgia, and Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I have Notre Dame. What were your three again, Clint? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Uh, Clemson, Utah, and Texas A&M. Okay. So I'm going first, is this correct? Yes, you are going first. So you have to drop one and then uh... – Pick somebody up, but the team that gets dropped can't be picked up by by yeah, marry one, kill one. Oh no, that's, no, that's, that's <laughs> a different game. Um, so I think I'm going to end up picking up Miami again at some point later on in the season. But uh, I did pick them up so they could be my first drop. Uh, I'm going to drop Miami, uh, and I am going to pick up USC. Oh, there we go. On that train. On that train. Gamecocks. Good yeah. <laughs> All right, so I will tell y'all something. I was something. back and forth on whether to drop Utah or not because I don't think there's anybody in the Pac-12 that can beat Utah. But, hey, that sounds great. All right, so Clint is but, not dropping Utah. But I, I, I don't think Texas A&M can beat Alabama. So, uh, uh, But I think Texas A&M can win out besides that Alabama game. So I will hold on to the Aggies. I will drop Utah. And then I will go to my uh, – I'm going to go to my Big 12. Actually, you know what? I'll do it. I'll go with Michigan. I'll go with Michigan. I'll go with Michigan. I was going to go a with Michigan Baylor. man through and through. I was going to go with Baylor, but I'm going to go – I'll go with the Michigan Wolverines. Well, there you go. You've, you've solved my conundrum. I'm dropping Notre Dame, obviously. Uh, that's why I picked Notre Dame and Ohio State. I figured one of them had to lose the game, Yep. you know, hypothetically. Uh, I'm going to pick up Baylor. I tell you what, though, guys, I like where I'm positioned for next week because if Florida goes out and wins and beats Kentucky, I'll go ahead and lock in the Gators for my <laughs> for my pick next week. I uh, I almost I almost went with them this week, but I want to give them another week. Early on, boys, early on. Yeah, early on. Let's see what they do in week two. All right, so uh, I know uh, the intern. The intern has been given the reins for the beat the bookie segment, so we're going to turn it over to him for him now. And oh, are, him, are you are you going to yeah, turn it over to him? Yeah, you are over, the, over, you over there. You are over there. I don't know what you're doing over there. You I'm got, taking you care of a whole, baby. You got a whole situation going on over there, so I'm trying to help you out. So, intern, thank you. Go I appreciate and, it. Go ahead and take over with the uh, the beat the bookie segment. Uh, so for the beat the bookie segment here on the Walk on Water Boys podcast, we're going to do one lock. That's with points. We're going to do one upset, which is a true upset. Well, let's let's update the list. So last week, Addison went one and one. His one miss was East Carolina. 
He had the upset over them. It was a close one. It was a close one. I, I, went, I went one and one. My miss was Army over Coastal Carolina. Austin went 0 and 2. He missed NC State covering. And then he missed. What was your upset that you? Oh, yeah, so uh, I bit off. Over yeah, I bit off a, a bit more than I could chew. Uh, I wanted to swing through the fences in week one and give like a true, just hell of an upset. Didn't work out. Uh, didn't work out. Nope. Neither did your 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 lock, your confidence lock with <laughs> It did not work out. No, but you not. know what, buddy? Again, I'm up 35 units in the bank. I'm a happy guy. Okay. <laughs> All right, so what's your what's your 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 lock and upset there, Austin? Yeah, so do you want to go lock for lock, or you want to do lock? Just and go upset? ahead and give you your lock and upset. All right, so uh, you know I don't usually bet on my boys in Garnet uh, mm. against or for, mm. uh, but my lock of the week is Arkansas by eight and a half. Mm. I like that. That's a, that's a nice that's a nice pick there. Upset Duke. Over Northwestern. Oh man, y'all are just all against my Wildcats there with Northwestern. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the hatred for uh, for the fighting Fitzgeralds. True, true upset. Duke over Northwestern. Uh, they're they're nine point five underdogs. So guys, definitely take the points on that one. But that's my upset. Duke over Northwestern. Okay, so all right, so I'll go ahead. The oh. my, my lock will be. Texas A&M minus 16 and a half over App State. App State coming off that crushing loss to North Carolina right down to the wire. Now they've got to go on the road out to College Station to take on Texas A&M. I like Texas A&M to win that one and cover that spread. And then the upset. You don't see redemption in that game for Bo Bryce's brother, Chase Bryce. <laughs> no, 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 I do not. Uh, Clint, you had that game at 16 and a half or 18 and That's what it was earlier today. It's an 18 and a half. It's an 18 and a half, buddy. Get with I'll the take Texas. It's fine. I'll take Texas A&M. That's fine. 18 and a half. Uh, so, I think that's a bad pick. So for upset, I'm going to go with, I was back and forth between two different games here, but I'm going to go with the Baylor Bears plus three and a half over BYU. I thought about doing Good Houston, pick, my friend. Houston against Texas Tech, but I like the Baylor Bears and that defense and uh, defending Big 12 champions, and I think they're they're in position to do it again. Uh, so my lock is going to be East Carolina playing Old Dominion. East Carolina has got a 12 and a half point spread. Uh, I think they'll, they'll beat that and take out Old Dominion. Uh, my upset uh, is going to be uh, Pitt over Tennessee. Mm, uh, so Pitt ranked 17th, Tennessee ranked 24th, but Tennessee is favored by six and a half. Uh, I think Pitt's going to pick up that victory. That's so fast, buddy. <laughs> Tell you right now, Tennessee is going to wipe the floor with them. Wipe the floor. Pitt. Interesting. Pitt. Interesting. I'll just call him Pitt. All right. Uh, let me give you an over here. Uh, Baylor and BYU, 53 and a half. No brainer. Hammer the over. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. As good as BYU is on, the, I mean, as good as Baylor, it's a contrast in, in styles. I mean, Baylor wants to run the football and play defense, and BYU wants to score a ton of points. So I'm going to go. I, I would probably go over as well because I believe it's it's at BYU. So I think it takes a little while for Baylor to to take over the game. Um, but yeah, I, I would go over there. All right, intern, what you got for us, buddy? 
I had the worst game in college football. Uh, Boston College Eagles and Virginia Tech Hokies. Easy, easy. That's Don't sad. talk about my boys up in Boston. Oh, like I, I'm Come right on. I'm right there with you on that one. In turn, that's a little. Uh, <laughs> what's what's our uh, 46? Virginia looked even worse. Man, I thought I was hoping BC was going to do well this season. They didn't have a horrible season last year. Oh, uh, but that, that opener. That opener just whew. you can always trust them on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, and they looked awful. I don't know what's on going both on lines of there, scrimmage. Man. I mean, it was it was bad. It was ugly. I I will not be watching that game. <laughs> uh, forty six. I'm probably not touching that game in any aspect. To be honest. Uh, that's going to bring us into uh, the final uh, part of our podcast this evening. We've got the NFL Eliminator. Our competition, Austin. You want to get us going with this and uh, give everybody an idea of what it's going to be like, including well, Addison. This, including we... Addison. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we got no gonna... clue what this is. I can look at him and tell he has no clue what this is. All right, let's get into the NFL Eliminator Challenge. If you don't know how this works, we did it last year on a different podcast. Don't know why I'm telling you that. Uh, each week we're going to <laughs> just, just, just in case, just in case you listen, go uh, back and check it out. Yeah, it was fun. Each week, uh, we're going to pick a team in the NFL to win. Uh, the caveat being to that is you cannot pick them for the rest of the season. So for some reason, I'm insane and say, I like the New York jets to win in week one. I can't pick them for the rest of the year. So I'm going to edit this episode to where you actually pick the jets in week one. <laughs> <laughs> all right and i'll start us off we'll go uh around the clock here left to right as we can see on our screen uh i'm gonna pick uh what if your screen's vertical mine's vertical <laughs> mine's ver- <laughs> <laughs> what? what are you guys talking about we're doing the 12 uh, to 6 is that what we're doing 12 to 6 buddy. This- all right <laughs> okay I- i'm gonna take uh clint's washington commanders at week oh. one yeah, that's right. To get the win over those Jacksonville Jaguars. Careful, dude. Careful. Careful. I know the Jags scream, pick the other team. But I don't well, think this is the this week is, this is, well, that's what I'm saying. This is week one. I got to get the commanders off the board, buddy. Or you want to get a win week one to start off the well, season. So, I'll so, take the L. I'll take the L, but I got to get Washington off the board. I'm going to make a deep road of this thing. I'm getting them off. So I to beat you save them for the Giants some point later on in the season. Well, so I was I was feeling the exact same way, but in the opposite direction. I was picking the Jaguars. There you go. I would be more willing to go with the Jags in yeah. this game because if you're going to pick the Jags, is this game or the Texans? Or no game. Or the Texans. That's <laughs> the Texans. that's your only that's your only Fair time enough. to pick the Jags. Don't don't take my uh my strategy here, bud. I mean they could win the game, but that's a risky pick out the gate. I'll put it to you that way. Uh, especially since Carson no risky, Wentz no got risky. That's what I always say. against the Jags last year. Uh, Addison, do you want to go next? I just did. You did? Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. You went <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go with the 49ers on the road against the Chicago Bears. That's the an easy Bears. win. That's an easy win. That's what I like. That's what I like in this game. Easy wins. Easy wins. All right, well, that's going to bring us to uh, the end of our podcast, uh, Walk on Water Boys podcast. As always, thank you to Clint. Thank you to so, Austin. So, so what did we learn, Addison? What, what did, did we, we learn? Clint? What did we learn this episode is do not rile up our intern. Don't rile up Don't the rile intern. up our intern because the listeners 
now have to commit more time to our podcast. That's right. It's now a four-hour podcast. <laughs> you got to have uh, a commercial break up, somewhere. Yeah, I riled up the intern. Where's Lucky Lights when we need them? We need a commercial uh, break. There you go. Lucky if Lights. I hear, if I hear craziness, I'm going to shut it down. All right? <laughs> We're not having that in here. That's part of your job. It's part of your job. We expect uh, nothing less. Thank you again for joining us this week. Uh, thank you to Austin. Thank you to Clint. Thank you to the intern for keeping us straight. Uh, we hope to see you next week when we'll be back. I believe Clint will be our host next week, if I'm not mistaken. Is that that's, right? That's that's the plan. So, <laughs> so we've got some uh, big news here, and we're going to let oh. Austin. Austin, the floor is yours to announce the big news here at the Walk on Water Boys podcast. That's right. Starting this week, we're going to go into a – a whole beat the bookie episode. We're going to release it straight to Twitter. Uh, should come out Thursday night, Friday morning. We're going to go through picks. We like for the week, uh, give you our overs, our unders, even though we don't bet unders, we're going to give you upsets. We're going to give you locks. It'll be fun. You want to bet like us, just a whole bunch of degenerates. Join us. Yeah. We'll have some fun. And if I understand this right in turn, uh, this will be this will be an opportunity for the fans to interact as well. This will be a live, live yeah, absolutely recording, a live recording. <clears throat> this. So all our fans out there, go ahead and head on over to the Walk on Water Boys Twitter feed, and uh, and we'll obviously get a time announced on there to let you know when this this uh, live recording will take place, so y'all can uh, participate. All right, boys, be uh, be on the lookout for the Beat the Bookie section on Twitter. Uh, we're going to go ah, <laughs> the segments on Twitter. Let's, let's get out of here. Let's just go. Let's, let's get let's out get of here get before it. Zoom kicks us out. For a third time. All right. Uh, we hope to see you next week. Walk on Water Boys podcast is presented by the Palmetto Amateur Gaming Association. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Walk on Water Boys. I got you right here, big horse.